I know you're here. We're happy. Happy. Another happy, big win. Happy. We grew up in Scranton, Pennsylvania, roughly five minutes from the office, hour and a half from New York City. We grew up New York Knicks fans, guys. And Huge I really would say Knicks I was a Knicks fans. fan until the Thunder showed up. What about you, Dave? Yeah, dude. I was a huge fan. Huge fan of the Knicks. I watched pretty much all the time. I would sit there and I would debate about whether Carmelo Anthony was going to end up as Nick or, um, you know, Mari Stoudemire, Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. You know, I thought LeBron James was going to go there uh, yeah. for a while. I was pretty stoked about that. But again, big Nick fan in the beginning in of the beginning, my life right? just because that's, yeah. that's who Playoff I grew series. up to watch. We saw the Pacers, the Bulls. The Heat, yeah, those are some great series against the Knicks. Um, Ewing, Starks, Oakley, Mason. So All right, anyway, but this Knicks team that we watch, um, personally, I'm a huge fucking fan of Jalen Brunson. Huge um, fan. I used to hate Jalen Brunson because he was with the Mavericks. And let's just face it, I would still fucking hate J- J- um, Jalen Brunson if he was with the Mavericks. Like, what a fuck up, dude. Like, letting him walk, holy shit. Now, not just... Not just that, but listening to the interview where he talks about he would have taken $54 million for like four years if they had offered him before the season starts. I think that has to be the Mavericks' biggest fuck-up as an organization in the last 10 years. Yeah, and it now Mark Cuban because, has to sell the organization. Well, I, I think Are there's a lot more to say about maybe, that. I, maybe. I, I think there's a lot more to say about that. Um, I, I think that the Dallas Mavericks are eventually going to end up being uh, the Las Vegas um, Mavs. I don't know about Mavs, but, you know, I think that 2031 is a big time to vote uh, for the Dallas Mavericks. And I think if I was the ownership, I would look at the Oklahoma City Thunder and be like, this is what I want. I don't want to spend any more money than $25, $50 million for this this stadium. Mm -hmm. Um, I think seriously, that's what they'll be looking at. So um, that's where I'm looking at. I'm circling. I'm saying 2031 is a big time to to vote for that. But um, obviously the ownership going to Las Vegas team, it's kind of crazy. When that SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles to get the Rams there, a lot of people thought that pro sports teams should be moving more toward 100% privately funded stadiums. Yes. That is obviously not happening. Um, but you got to understand that... Oklahoma the, City, though, did something like that, though. Mm, you know, like, if, if, Oklahoma, if Oklahoma City had to pay 100% of the, the stadium cost. Like, if, no, if the... If the if, <laughs> to keep like, the thunder. Well, here's the thing. SoFi was funded entirely by private equity, but private well, money. Yes. No, yes. no public money. Whereas, like the Thunder is only fifty million private and nine hundred and something public. Well, so I, I get that. I and get so that. it's it's pretty much the inverse of the SoFi. So my question is, with what you're saying about the Mavericks, you're saying yeah. that there's no way that the Allison family and Mark Cuban is going to want to drop a billion dollars on a stadium. Um, so it's not going to be a privately, full, fully privately funded one. They're going to want the city to come in and kick in probably 90 percent of the, the funds and if they don't then and on top of that mark cuban's been a big supporter saying that he wants a casino in downtown dallas mm-hmm. attached to the stadium and Which, i don't think that that's ever going to get passed in dallas let's be it, honest legislatively that's the problem it's not even dallas it's just texas gambling's illegal in texas and if you if you straighten that up okay fine like but dude it, I, I just I, I think that 2031 is a big time for them because I think there's a lot of stadiums, a lot of teams um, across all sports uh, that they've got some votes coming up that that are going to shift the way 
uh, teams are in the NBA and stuff like that. And people will be like, well, you know, you want that Dallas team there. And yes, I understand that you want a Dallas team there. And this is why I have to say disagree with that necessarily is because you're splitting fans from San Antonio and Oklahoma City. You pull the Dallas away, you put them into a team like, you know, Las Vegas, which is, you know, equivalent city, I guess you could say. And then you have their own base. You know, Nevada is a pretty big place. And you got, you know, parts of um, Arizona and, and you have a big base right there. Yeah. A fan support. And the that's team is where, instantly worth more money in Vegas. And that's why it's so important that Oklahoma City pass that because if you yeah. let that Oklahoma City Thunder team go to the bidding process to these other teams, it would have got a, a stadium completely 100% funded going to a different city. And we would have lost something beautiful in Oklahoma. So tap, tip my hats to you all, you Oklahoma City Thunder voters, making sure that Oklahoma City Thunder stays there because dude that's going to make a huge difference to the economy and everything else like that and we're going to see what's going to happen to a lot of sports teams that aren't willing to as a city to pay for that that bill and when they like roll the dice like seattle did they're just going to leave because they're going to see the bigger greener pastures on the other side and oklahoma city man i'm proud of you guys so let's talk about the game though man 36 points for two players on our team 72 combined j-dub and Shea. Like Jada, sexy just, man, he's doing something else, man. Like you said after last game, you wanted to see back-to-back games where he was shooting the three-ball well. Yeah, absolutely. You got it. And there you got we go. it. Back-to-back nights. Yeah. I mean, like you got to look at 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 his stats as being just eye-popping, but more so the fact that he was able to do it on both ends—one block, one steal. Those are the type of stuff that I like to see. Um, I was just blown away by by the way his game was polished last night. Um, man, I just I I gotta say like he shot some threes that are like eh, you know in Taj Gibson's face. I was like ah okay, <laughs> you know, but yeah. like like and then he gets to the lane a few times and he finishes like so strongly. Like you're looking at this player and you're saying like what is his ceiling? Because like. If it's a consistency that we need to see, like I think, I think he's gonna be able to put this together. And to me, like something special about J Dub that I have to stop and I have to, you know, take in for a couple seconds is that, like J Dub, is six six, and he's like two hundred and thirty pounds, right? And we saw him playing a number of different positions last night. A number of different positions and the way that he can play one through four is crazy man like his body's not done being formed yet if you get a couple more years on that body and you like i mean look at the the transformation between shay's 20 first year or 22nd year um year old or 22nd 22 year old in the nba into now 25 year old a three-year transformation is a lot and J-Dub is going to see some crazy things happen. And I, for me, I keep on thinking, like, this guy right here, as a, a number two, it's going to be insane, man. Truly insane. Yeah, I mean, 36 points on 17 shots, 5 of 5 from deep. Hell yeah. Thank you, Unk. We appreciate that, man. Hell yeah, man. We love man. you, Unk. We do love you so much, man. It's good to see you. Um, like, J-Dub's efficiency, his ability to get to his spots, like, and he did all this. I don't think he got a dunk. He had a couple of layups at the rim. Um, it's yeah. the array of shots. He's, he kind of reminds me of a really, really great boxer. 
because mm. he comes in, he hits you with his a little flurry, you know, boom, boom, yeah. boom, step back. All right. And then he'll come in and he'll hit you with a hook shot, hook shot sure. left, hook shot right. He'll do a running hook, a running stop and jump away from the basket, fadeaway shot. Sure. Oh, now you're on your heels. You're going to hit a couple of threes. That's his jab. Yeah. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> like, what, what do you do against somebody who has all those shots? Look at Jalen Brown. Right. And, and, and I look, you know, the Celtics, I love the Celtics, the way they drafted, but Jalen Brown is, is somebody that I circle and I say, um, this is the starting point for J-Dub, you know, like mm. at 24, 25 years old, that's where I want to see J-Dub like Jalen Brown, right in that same category right there. I think he could you be know? better, but it, and, and that because but, of his guard but, skills, that's the starting point, right? Right. That's the starting point. If we could see J-Dub improve to that point at that moment. We're going to see something special. And if we are able to consistently see it, we're going to see somebody like people have been saying, like a Kawhi. You know, like that's the type of domination that he can have on, on the game. You know, he could put up 27 points like it's nobody's business, but be so incredibly effective. And then he can go on the other side and shut down their second or third best, um, you know, offensive um, threat. Because we all know that Dort's going to take off that, that challenge. And I think it's, it's great, man. He was on Brunson a little bit. He was on Taj Gibson a little bit. He was, I mean, it was just all over the place with, with J-Dub. And we're seeing him being able to take on that position a lot more. And I think that has a direct correlation to Jalen Williams not getting a lot of playing time right now. Because yes. we're seeing J-Dub step up in a huge way. We did see J-Will and Chet playing together. That was some nice yep. moments out there. Yep. Chet had a nice game. 22 points, 5 blocks, 5 rebounds. 4 blocks, I'm sorry. But... Dude, the NBA fucked him again with that fifth block, bro, or sixth block. Yeah, I really had six blocks, man. I know. I hate I hate how the NBA scores this shit, bro. Seriously. Yeah, it's rough, but you know, I'm just so I'm so impressed with what this team's been able to do under the circumstances. You yeah. know, like we shouldn't have been able to gain momentum in the standings yeah. through the, the stretch we just went through. Like if we yeah, were pretenders, right. we would that would have been an easy time to show some cracks. But you know, we just beat the Knicks, bro. I mean, we we had them from wire to wire. They closed it down to one a couple times. It got a little close, but you know, fourth quarter we were fine, right? Yeah. Shea came out that fourth quarter was fun, bro. Shea came out of the game, of course, like he always does. Knicks put a little run on, right? And then J Dub just took over, man. He was like, boom, yeah, boom, 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 just like unbelievable, bro. Like, but, I want to say a huge shout out though, though we haven't been able to say this in a long time, but Josh Giddy, yeah, like what a night for him last night. Um, I think there's a couple things I want to highlight. He took no three point shots, which I think is a thing that Coach D actually encourages Josh Giddy as much as he's you know doesn't say don't take that shot. I think he believes in the system and Josh Giddy being that that guard that's willing to pass the ball. He had nine hockey assists last night. I think I counted. Maybe it could have been more. Um, depending on how many, you know, rotations you want to add in there, <laughs> but direct hockey pass, right? Hockey assists. He had nine of those last night, but he only ended up with um, two assists for the night. He had six rebounds, two blocks. Um, they didn't give him a steal that he should have had a steal. But one thing I want to say that the IQ play that, uh, coach D, um, challenged, right. Um, uh, whereas where Josh Giddy uh, supposedly fouled the guy, right. Going down the lane, uh, um, uh, Julius Randle going down the lane, and then it was overturned. But Josh Giddy didn't stop when the whistle was blown. He grabbed the ball, right? 
And this is something we don't see a lot of. A lot of players just let the ball go loose and it goes out of balance or whatever, right? Finishing the play by grabbing the ball because you don't know when a challenge is going to happen. And if a challenge happens and you don't have the ball in your hand and you let the ball go out of balance, it becomes a jump ball at midcourt. But Josh Giddy grabbed the ball before it had an opportunity to go out of balance. Meaning that when Coach D challenged the play, it was unequivocal. Our, our ball going the other way. No, the game was getting close at that point. Exactly. It's, it's, yeah. it's the IQ play that Josh Giddy did last night that was like really eye-popping that's saying, okay, whatever is the issue with Coach D, whatever the issue is going on behind the scenes, the fact is 29 minutes last night, three for four from field goal, um, seven points. It was unbelievable for him because he needed a game like that. It was defense. It was offense. It was, like I said, the hockey assist. It was understanding that, it, it, I mean, as long as you're the first pass, the second pass is going to get to the open man. You know, like sometimes you don't have that ability to do so and you try to force it and it's not going to work. But altogether last night as a team, four turnovers, man, four turnovers. And I want to say the third quarter, we had three. So put that in there, man. Yeah, it was it was a really impressive game. Um, Let's see. Let's talk a little bit more about Shay's numbers, because, you know, numbers are numbers. But, you know, you're sexy, man. 36, eight assists, which is something we love seeing. You know, seven rebounds are great, two blocks and two steals. The last game he had nine assists. Like, um, to put up 36 points and have that much pressure on the defense and also be passing the ball that well, um, that's something that we haven't really, we've talked about it last game, but I don't think we've given it enough attention because how far this team goes is going to be a lot predicated on how Shane handles it when they send five at him. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, you're and right. he's, he's passing this with flying colors. He's becoming one of the best players at getting the defense broken down and then moving the ball to the other side of the court where there's openings. Um, it's not the same way that Luca does it, but it's almost nearly as effective. And he does it without having to be, you know, have the ball in his hands in the same way that Luca does. The ball can move outside of his hands and still good things are happening. Our offense is amazing. And he is yeah. a master at, at handling it. I, I think the patience that he that he shows out there is truly like spectacular. And and whether it's recognizing that he needs one more dribble, an extra dribble out there, which I mean, in all fairness, we've all been there. Like less dribbling is better. <laughs> um, but in Shay's case, like that's the thing that throws me off. It's that weird dribble jump that nobody can predict where he's going to jump and right. release from. And that's what's so, like, I mean, whether it's a fadeaway shot, whether it's on Gobert, whether it's on um, Brunson, it doesn't matter. Uh, You know, he's going to get that separation, and he's going to find that separation because he's going to do a funky, odd dribble. And to me, like, the last couple of games, what we're seeing from Shea is is him really stepping up and saying, hey, guys, we've got to step up our play. And looking at J-Dub and saying, I'm expecting more from you, Right. When I come out of the game, I need you to do more, right? And we're seeing him come out of the game, and you're seeing Chet and J-Dub step up because whenever Shea's out of the game, Chet and J-Dub are in the game. And it's about understanding that these guys are just doing an incredible job. And if you're looking at it, like, yes, we can look at it at Shea and J-Dub, you know, 72 points, but really um, Shea's 36 points, to, you know, by himself is impressive, but getting the backup 
from two other players of 58 points, man, that's what you got to circle and say is a hell of a job from these guys. Because when you get your, you know, backup stars, right, to throw in 58 points and you're able to put up, you know, 36 in that process, it's pretty sexy. Yeah, we started out talking a lot about our former love for the Knicks, but you know, we've kept an eye on them since the 90s, and this is the best team they've had by far. Mm. Um, last year was yeah. an exciting time for them in the playoffs, but they even had John Stark sitting courtside in Miami and things like that. But like, this team is, is a no-joke team, and we yeah. literally put our hand on their heads and said, okay, little brother, we're not going to let you catch us. And, and we just treated them like, like they were little punks, and we handed it to them the whole game. And when you look down at this, you just realize – this goes back to what I was saying the other day. We are contenders right now. Yeah. I get it. Like, people don't want to give that to us, and that's fine. But we'll earn it. And we are contenders, and we're proving that. And all we can do is win the games that are in front of us, but we're doing that at a high enough level where people are starting to have to deal with it. I mean, if you can get to the conference finals, if you have a shot at that, I don't care what people say, you've got a chance to win it all. Um, yeah. If you get the right injuries, if you get the right bounce, things can happen. So that's what I'm looking at. I'm really pumped up about what we're getting done, Dave. I mean, are we back the second in the West again? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, we are, man. Um, and, and we play and I would say, Denver, so we can, like, coming up on Friday, so we can create a little separation. I want to say this. I want to bring this in here, all right, guys? All right, Thunder, um, on the 16th, um, December 16th, uh, we beat Nuggets. And then we yeah. beat the Grizzlies. Then we beat the Clippers, right? And then we played... Lakers, which we lost to by the Lakers, but LeBron had to go off for 40 points in order for that to happen, which is a which an oddity. Let's just add it like that, all right? Right. Um, we beat the Timberwolves. Now we beat the Knicks. Um, when we looked at this schedule, Mark, I really thought that this is going to be one of those um time periods that we're gonna go three and three. Yeah. I, I mean, I I I just looked at it and I was like, I will I will be happy if this is the part in the schedule where we end up going three and three, right? Um, because I looked at the, the Grizzlies as being a win. I looked at, um, the Knicks as being a win and I was like, you know, we could win against, you know, the Nuggets once, you know, and, um, cause we have, we have the Nuggets again, uh, Friday. So I thought we could beat the Nuggets one time. Um, so I thought we could go three and three and I was like, this is it. But now looking at it, like the opportunity to go, you know, the worst we can go is four and two, but to go five and one in this just crazy schedule man like yeah. crazy i mean the clippers we're clicking they're on a ring streak right we shut that shit down the timberwolves are the best team as far as everybody's been saying playing the best team in the league best defensive team in the league and we shut that shit down completely you know like that to me is this is where this team's at like this team needs to be considered and if you look at the espn rankings and they have us ranked sixth i mean yeah i get it I can understand that, but that's where we're going to be at. We're going to be ranked between sixth and fourth all year long because nobody is really understanding what's happening in Oklahoma City yet. And even the experts at ESPN are still not willing to stand out and say, yeah, guys, I'm going to go ahead and rank this team the best team in the league because they don't think that this team has the respect level to do so. You know, I'm, I'm not even sure what the hell's going on right now because when I look at the NBA standings, yeah. right, so it says we're number two. Right, but the reason it doesn't make sense to me is because we're two games back from the Timberwolves, mm. whereas mm. the Nuggets are a game and a half back and they're ranked three. Normally, games back are are how they rank this stuff, right? Like that's how I well, thought. You so, look at win percentage. 
<clears throat> the winning percentage. Okay, so that's what they rank it on. We're t- yeah two one thousandths of a yeah. percentage better over... than them. So, so it's half a game, which is I less see. than half a game. Let's just be honest. It's like because that, that's fascinating too. I've never seen a team uh, be like more games back ranked higher. Um, so obviously it's the number of games that we've played that you know we're not quite yeah and we all know january is coming fast and um these other teams they play 14 games in january and we have 17 and that's where the plus three is going to come from um so you know we'll catch them up at the end of the january we'll be all set up and and crunchy with them Um, so virtually we're tied tied for a second like with the nuggets but we got a game tonight and i mean tomorrow night yeah friday night and we put up a big win there Uh, we're not really worried about where the nuggets are as far as that situation um man this is it's fascinating dave like i didn't think that we would be in this position this early i really thought we would be in this position at the end of the season um but i every time i projected this season i projected that um you know october through december would be a little bit of a slow start to get out of the gate so quickly um it's a little shocking for me um but if you want to know the difference between this year's team and last year's team, just look at Chet. Hmm. I mean, look at J Dub. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, J Dub like, step forward. I, I in, in, okay. When we started the year, I want to I want to echo this. We said that this team was going to average something about 120 points a game, someplace around there, 121 a game, right? Yeah. Um, you know, we were pretty adamant that there, Shea was going to increase his his abilities to score, right? We're pretty adamant these other guys. We're just going to get find other ways to get shots. Um, everything we're saying, we said in the beginning of the year, seems like it's it's come true in that aspect. Like Shea's averaging more points almost now. Um, you've got these um, other guys that are stepping up in huge ways. They're getting a close to twenty points a game now. You know, like we're seeing these contributions from the other players, but not necessarily more shots, just more effective. And I think that's where, again, we have to circle and we have to say just an incredible job by this coaching staff. Like, you know, Coach England and Coach Degnod and, and, and um, you know, I, I, I see it Cameron every Wood, single Dave time. Dave Bliss. Yeah, Dave Bliss is sitting with um, um, uh, Chet on the sidelines, you know, talking to him about stuff and, and working through stuff. And then you see on the other aspects, you see Cameron Woods and, and, and um um oh man there's um so many great coaches and I, my, my mind's gone blank right now but um i just i cannot say it enough like when you're looking at these guys and how they're working with each one of these guys individually it's it's truly spectacular and and you're seeing them be more effective with the shots that they're getting like shay is way more effective and it, let's just be honest he doesn't need 20 shots a game to score 36 points you know and and that's what's insane like He's finding other ways. People called him the king of getting to the free throw line, right? Like he's found a way when he's not getting to the free throw line and he's not getting the calls to score and, and score more effective. And I think that's what's so beautiful about what Shea is, is doing is he's learning how to morph his game into something that's even better than it was last year, which is saying something because he was first team all NBA last year. And he's acting like he's definitely the MVP candidate that we believe he, he is. Dude, it's been a great season. Um, absolutely MVP. It's got to get more love that way. But in the end, who cares? Like, you earn that respect in the playoffs, and that's what we're all looking at right now. Trying to visualize this team in a seven-game series 
and the adjustments and the depth that we go into our roster off our bench and all that stuff. It's really exciting. Um, watching teams adjust and going to the counter, the counter of the counter and all those things. I can taste it, bro. Playoff basketball is almost back in Oklahoma City. Yeah, I think I think January is going to be a fun month. I think it's going to be a hard month. I think there's going to be a lot of lessons learned. Um, I think there will be, you know, dealing with maybe a couple of injuries during January, hopefully nothing serious. Right. Um, and then I think February comes around and it's going to get a little bit light. Um, we've got the all-star break, which is going to be nice for anybody that did get injured during that January stretch. And I think it's just going to be one of those moments where after the all-star break is where we see this team take off every single year. We, we saw it two years ago. We saw it last year. Um, there's this moment where this team just starts clicking and you start seeing great things happen. And I, I have to say, like, it, it's, it's really special, man. Like, it's, it's really, really special where this team can click. Dude, you're right. It's just the start, you know? Um, trying to pull up my chat here. I, I can't pull it up. I know you said Unk was out there. Appreciate oh, yeah. you, Unk. Um, let's go ahead. I'll give it some shout-outs here. Uh, Jordan, Mawani. Mawani. Yeah. Uh, like you said, Unk, you've got uh, Corey is out there. Um, Trey Lili, what's yeah. up? What's up, buddy? Man, some good stuff out there. Uh, Appreciate Trey you Lee guys. Trey Lili has some dope videos. If you guys uh, want to check that shit out, man, uh, just got his new place out there. Congratulations, man. Pretty cool. So, And we hope you guys right, enjoyed guys. your holiday, and we hope that you can find some fun shit to do in the next couple of days. We'll be here. We'll be around. We'll be back to talk about post game against the Nuggets. So we'll see you then. Love you. All right, guys.